He said, all right, all right, all right. I said, let's do a podcast. Let's sit down. Let's get a coffee. Let's just talk about one, two, three, four. Coffee with the sound. Got a little podcast. Grab yourself a little coffee and a podcast. There we go. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coffee with Sound podcast episode. 54 and it's come with its technical difficulties already i want to welcome my guest taylor james he's the host of the smash it podcast the waffle shop he has had guests on such as ed sheeran scarlett moffat and sam sparrow some big time players um and what i can aspire to be to be honest um he's also had um appearances on the bbc so he himself is flying and getting his technicals plum things perfectly right because I don't. <laughs> I get my technical. Welcome to the Coffee with Sam podcast, Taylor. Thank you. That was a very nice introduction. I appreciate that. I uh, like I say, there was I was going to go with some other names, but I had a list, yeah. <laughs> a big list of very, 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 very um, high-level people that you've interviewed. Um, how do you get those guests? Um, do you know what? I was given the best bit of advice when I started out on this and it was by um, a actress called Holly Matthews. She's actually local to Coventry. She's got her own incredible story and she came on the show and she literally just said to me, she was from Newcastle, I'm I'm not even going to try and do a Geordie accent at all, but she said, shy bands get nout, which in translation is shy people get nothing. So in my in like I kind of took that with as well. If you don't ask, you don't get. So I think you just got to be cheeky with it. Like if you don't ask, you don't get. So there's been a few opportunities that I've been like Ed Sheeran kind of came to me. Not him personally, All right. obviously. All right, All right. <laughs> no bit of smoke at your ass, <laughs> but Jesus Christ, Dana. <laughs> Not today, Ed. <laughs> I'm busy. Exactly, it's a Sunday. <laughs> um, but no, and I think it is just a kind of case of. I don't know. I think it's just consistency. You just kind of keep pushing. I think you once you've got like a passion for something, like following it through, it's, it, it baffles me. Even you saying that then, I was like, shit, <laughs> that weren't me. But yeah, it's, it's weird. But I think you just got to keep doing what you're doing. For that you keep saying that. You said that before we even went went live that you, you've you got your live show coming out and we'll probably discuss that as well. But that you feel like you've got imposter syndrome type you feel Massively. like you, you don't know why and where like why you're there and it's it confused you a little bit like yeah wh- why do why do you think you get that i think because of how it started was from obviously a real painful experience of mine so to now be sat here kind of two years later like i'm obviously we've got the live show it's his second birthday soon i thought i'd do like three four episodes and i'd get bored and be like no this isn't for me but it's the first time that i've actually loved something that like or i've had a hobby that i actually like really felt passionate about and to see what it's kind of done because and i hate saying this but it's so true like the fact that he's changed my life like for the better i used to be the kind of the, the shy kids like at the back like i used to i was never the loudest like voice in the room or is now it's given me that confidence like well actually being yourself can take you to these kind of places you don't have to be the loudest kid in the room you don't have to be like you know these big kind of characters like as long as you're kind of doing something that you feel comfortable with you feel confident with it and you're consistent with it like it, it can change your life 
but I think it, I, the reason why I get so kind of scared about it is because of how I've, I've actually find it really intimidating. I think that's probably what I would say. What well, as you do it, or yeah, like, because like if you put me in a job interview, I would crumble. But like if you put me in front of like one of the biggest pop stars on the planet, absolutely fine. Wouldn't even bat an eyelid. After I did that recording, I went to Aldi, and then I went for a Nando's. After I went for a job interview, I'd be like shaking like a shitting dog, <laughs> sweating. Like, why did you say that? Why didn't you answer that question? Why did you do this? And I think, I think that for me is like that's how I know it's the right thing to do because I'm so used to doing everything for everyone else. So I don't know. I'm probably not even answering the question here because I can't comprehend the impact that it's had just by having a conversation. But I think it's good to be in that position that you're grounded because that's when you see a lot of famous people, celebrities, like that. that's when they start to lose their values and yeah. why they started something, like why they started music, why they started comedy, why they started doing yeah. something. When you start to not remember why you did it and you lose, like I say, the values, then you lose that um, the drive for yeah. it. Whereas like you, going for an interview, you're worrying because you're being judged. Mm-hmm. They're judging you. Will you get the job? You need this job. Whereas when you're talking to someone, you're like, I fucking love this. Yeah. And I want to just find out about your story. Like now we're in and I'm comfortable starting the show off. I've asked you to come to my studio and I'm <laughs> and I'm stuttering for it. But as soon as we've got going, yeah, because this is the bit I like of it. Like it's, it's the conversation and the, like you say, what words you or your guests have said that are creating an impact on other people. Yeah. Now you say that. What what I know you had a a big life changing um, uh, scenario that happened, which forced not forced you, but what made you create this idea of the yeah. podcast? Would you would you be able to talk about that or? Yeah, definitely. Because I think I think this is the important bit for me. Like the guests, the podcast, like that's just kind of a nice product of what's happened. Because uh, yeah, a few years ago, I nearly lost my mom to an operation that went like horribly wrong so in a matter of hours i was called to the hospital thinking my mom was going to die like they were saying things to me like brain tube not tumor sorry um brain damage um comas um and they basically sat me down in this little room and said like my mom was going to die and in this process of kind of coming to terms with what he had just said i was also overnight became like a homeowner i had to take over the family home had my younger sister to take care of so i was hit with a lot of responsibility in a matter of hours and i kind of i talk about it quite candidly now because i've kind of told the story quite a lot but it's from a point of view where my natural coping mechanism is to kind of take the piss out of things whereas at that time the reason why it's so important now because all my normal kind of behaviors completely changed and that's how i knew something was wrong in myself so over this kind of process of being in and out of like intensive care being told they're turning like my mom's life support machine off and kind of keeping my sister above board and stuff like that i was in a real kind of dark place without knowing i was having a series of panic attacks that i just thought I was like really unfit or at one point I thought I was going to die. Like it was all these kind of things that are like, I don't know what's happening, but it's probably because this is happening to my mom. But I felt like I couldn't talk about it because it took the attention away from my mom. Now, 
I don't know how she's done it, but she is still here with us. Like she's now in a neurological care home, like learning how to use her hands and kind of like speak again. But there was a case in the January where she was in hospital with aspirated pneumonia and they took me down into one of those little rooms again and said, Taylor, like there's nothing we can do. She's not responding, like prepare for the worst. And I don't know, I still don't know what changed this time, but it was like, I felt like a little kid. Like all I wanted was a hug from my mom. That, that's all I needed in that moment. And it was the one thing that I couldn't have. And, and I don't know what it was that switched, but it was just like, I don't want to be here anymore. And it wasn't from a point of view that like I wanted to die or I didn't want to kind of continue, you know, with the situation. It was just, I had nothing left to give. And it was just like, well, I can't talk to anyone about how I'm feeling because they're going to think I'm selfish or they're going to think that I'm turning it around about me. And it wasn't in that moment. It was just like, it would be easier if I wasn't here. And it's quite... I don't know I don't know how I feel about when I say it now but it was a real kind of like dark time and like my my humor went like I was just stopped kind of looking after myself I was like putting on weight I was just I was miserable and it was my friends one of my best friend and my little sister noticed it straight away and was like Taylor like something's not right like because I hadn't asked for help at all throughout the whole kind of like process and it got to a point where I was like if I don't ask for help now I don't know what it's going to do to me because I was I was a scared little kid and just needed my mom and it was I, I felt like I had nothing else left to give the situation um so yeah and to be fair like I, I posted this today and I think it's quite important now obviously to kind of talking about it um it was actually one of my best friends who said it to me and it's it sticks with me and I've literally I say it on a daily I don't say it on a daily basis but it's it's always at the back of my mind and she said, like, the next time you like you feel like that or you feel like you can't talk about it, please just remember that I would rather be reading your rants or your text messages than reading something out at your funeral. And still, whenever I feel shit or whether I'm feeling like one of those days that I'm like, I can't do this, that's at the back of my mind because it's just like, well, I can talk about it now. And this whole kind of, like, process of the kind of, like, the podcast and you know, even like going to therapy has taught me that regardless of like what level or whatever walk of life you're from, we're all feeling these kind of emotions. And yeah, so it, it kind of pushed me towards getting therapy and I had four sessions and then the pandemic hit, which then it was either go back on a waiting list or I run that risk of going back to feeling like that little kid and not knowing which way to turn. And luckily, I went away, had a few tequilas, did a bit of karaoke, had this idea of like, just you need to talk, you need to talk, you need to start talking. And I sit here now, like two years on, I've had a brand new career out of it. I feel like a completely different person. Like it is, it has changed my life for the better in so many ways. And I think to know now that like my mum's proud of me and to kind of understand that it's it's a big deal i know it sounds like really cheesy but it's like if it was all to end tomorrow and like the podcast like finished it's done what it needs to done like speaking to people like ed sheeran and stuff is just the cherry on top because for me personally it's done what it needs to do 
that's that's it to <laughs> me no that's that's is is yeah is is because <laughs> i was gonna say mate, get, get some water in bro get some water in i was just i'm gonna leave him i'm just gonna let him go i was, I was gonna cry i was gonna cry at one point um but that just shows like a lot of people are it's getting very popular to talk yeah but it's in the right way yeah. i feel like mental health is being thrown around quite a lot yeah it's an excuse sometimes no you feel a bit stressed like ah, oh, mental health and whatever mm. but your situation was one of those you've taken on so much to feel strong yeah. for your mom that then you have had to take on your, your see your, you say a brother and a sister yeah, or just a sister brother and sister yeah. and the dad role and the mom role it and wasn't the, that it was just like then it was like a whole family that were like because my mom was like the fixer in the in the family it was like then I naturally had to become that person. Yeah. And in that process, I mean, if you find me like a like a, a person in their like mid twenties who has got their shit together, knows what they want to do, know what career they want, everything, then fair enough, fair play, I'll buy them a beer. Not a clue. Exactly. I'm fair so, and I ain't got a clue. I was like, I'm still fucking <laughs> ringing it. Yeah. But I was in a situation where like I was just kind of getting to a stage where like I'm figuring out who I was and then it was like, bam, here's a situation. So then I completely lost myself and it's still, I'm like, no one's got their shit together. Like I'm still a massive work in progress. Like it's, it's taught me a lot. And it's it, one thing it has taught me is like patience and like, you know, putting that kind of effort and work into yourself can lead to obviously incredible things. Um, but I agree with you. The whole kind of mental health thing is like, it's spoken about in a good way, obviously, which is great, but there's also... I don't want to say this because it probably makes me sound like a bit of a dick, but there's also a little bit of a trend I find with mental health. Like this was a opportunity for me to talk about how I was feeling and connect with people who feel the same and kind of offer a bit of a platform that isn't the generic kind of like walking or the meditation and stuff like that. But like just to really kind of promote like talking can change things for you, whether it's big, little, whatever it might be, like it helps. But then I think in that kind of like journey, it became a very toxic one because then I was like, I was focusing on like these big mental health pages that were like posting shit. Po they were literally posting generic shit that, oh, you're having, you're having five panic attacks a day, go for a walk. It's like as much as, yeah, walking is an incredible tool, like it is, but like if you're not kind of getting to the root of the issue, like... All you're going to kind of do, like, yeah, it's a great coping mechanism. Why are you having these? Yeah. And it's like, I think it's really kind of taught me to kind of find what works for you in a way that is healthy. But yeah, I completely agree it, with you with but that it, kind but of it, stuff. But it does though. And obviously, I wasn't saying like, oh, everyone that takes it too far. Like you say, it has become a yeah. trend because it's so easy to say now. Yeah. It's so easy to say one little, one little blip, one little too much drugs and alcohol on a Saturday and then they get to a Sunday and they go, oh, yeah. I've got mental health. Yeah. No, 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 you just kind of come down, mate. You're yeah. on a four-day come down. Um, now, I had, I had another guest on who he said, that's what he said, because I asked him that yeah. on drugs and alcohol are being used so much lately, but also mental health on the way up. Mm -hmm. Does this have any, and he said it could have the sliding effect of that it is a lot of that, but yeah. are they coping mechanisms that just dive you in deeper? Um, but I do love your story because, not that I, I'm not going to say I can connect because I, I don't have the same feeling but yeah. a lot of people during the whole covid period didn't talk yeah and they were like oh everyone's in the same boat let's not talk about it and i did exactly the same lost my whole career mm -hmm. 
and weren't talking about it. And it took me and my partner to fall out. Big argument. Yeah. And then me say, I'm not okay. I'm not okay with this working at DPD. <laughs> and where I weren't working there like yeah. t- two weeks ago I wasn't there I'm now working nights lifting boxes and I've got way more qualifications or I've taken how many years to build my business to do this and now I've lost it all overnight yeah. um, but then when I spoke about it went off to work yeah and I felt so much better speaking but about I think it because it, it's the whole healing process and if you don't talk about it it's like if you've got a broken leg if you're walking around with a broken leg and you don't tell someone that is hurting or you don't go to the doctor and say my leg is hurting that is going to heal in a real bad place if you don't get like the support or the cast or allow it to that's one of the best analogies analogy right word but yeah, I, that yeah. i've ever heard but it's, it's so true and everyone says it's like oh, well you weren't like everyone talks about like when your legs broke but you know no one talks about like when your head's poorly like well flip that on its head because if you've got a broken ankle or whatever it might be like i've got weird little fingers right so I don't know if I've broken them as a kid, but quite clearly I didn't listen and, and it's healed in a weird way. So if you're not doing that with like your mental health and you're just going to let this thing kind of like go on, you're not going to talk about it. I promise you now, whether it's your relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's your job, at some point it's going to have a ripple effect. And I'm not sitting here an expert because I'm not. I'm only talking about what I've been through and and in all honesty, it's kind of like lived experience but I know myself well enough now to be like, well, okay, if I don't kind of talk about this or if I don't fix this now, it's going to carry on and it's going to get worse and it's going to keep building. I did the typical male thing when everything happened with my mom. I was like, nope, I can do this. I can fix it. You know, I was in a weird messed up way. I was kind of playing this character of like, I can kind of do no wrong. Everyone's looking at me like as if like Taylor's doing really well and deep down I I wasn't I was playing a character that was saying like I'm doing really well and I wasn't I was a scared little boy who just needed his mom I'm still that scared little boy who needs his mom and there comes to like days like I mean yesterday we were supposed to do this yesterday one of it was one of those days I was literally I got dealt with like a little bit of bad news about my mom's situation and again I was that little kid because I was just like well I'm going to be have to be the one to deliver that information now to my mom. I'm going to be the one to have to see my mom upset again. And it's, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that kind of rant, but like whether you deal with it now or in five years time, regardless of the time frame, you're going to have to deal with it. So cut the shit, stop putting yourself and like through like weeks, months or like kind of years of kind of pain and trauma, deal with it now. Because believe me, like we're here once I literally, I've I've watched my mom go from being like the most active, like, you know, 40 year old, like she was there like hoovering our like AstroTurf and stuff to now she's not able to get out of bed. And was that an, an overnight, I don't want to pry too much. Was that an overnight, like, like that matter of just hours, just a condition, like matter that. of hours. And she's still, in, she's still lucky to be here now. So it, that, that's why I feel like telling that kind of p- part of the story is so important because if she can kind of still wake up every day in the situation that she is in and still be like, I can do this. Like I've got a reason to get up. Like, even though my situation is probably, I can't imagine what goes through my head and my mom's head sometimes, but she inspires me. So when I'm having a bad day, I'm like, well, if my mom can get up and she can carry on and she can still do this, then I'm, I'm going to carry on. 
because it's like it's, it's so cheesy but it's my mom who's taught me that you can do anything you want to do in this life but the one thing you can't do is give up and she's she smashed it like she's the biggest most incredible resilient woman that i have the pleasure of calling my mom well i'm a mama's boy as well so 100%. it's like i can see why you saying with like one it, you've turned that situation around to help yourself and others but then also you've still got this thing there as well that's the saying get on with it yeah. like when you're saying you're struggling with your live show she'll be there kicking you on the ass exactly. saying, get out there now yeah. and you'll and you'll have that going around which is the same for, for someone who loves their mom too like stuff dads yeah. um <laughs> oh yeah don't, don't even bother that's a whole nother episode um, yeah we can we could do that as well yeah, yeah as well. And then we'll do back, tinder back swindler back as well we'll <laughs> have a full series um having that driving force to make you be a better person is, mm. is an incredible thing to have as well um i think that uh, i think for you for you both like you say that for if your mom can wake up and just be like yeah. i've still got this and then it gives you that to say what well, my situation could be worse yeah um so this happens overnight flash boom yeah then you want to talk about it how does it start like it's not literally like let's just pick up a microphone <laughs> and get a cheering on like that's a, if it that's was exactly how it happens <laughs> <laughs> first guest <Yeah. laughs> um no and it, it's i still don't really know how it kind of got to where it was like the first episode that I put out, like, the response was just insane. The amount of messages that I got, like, I didn't know, like, you felt like this, blah, blah, blah. Because it was a lot of time, it was the first time I was actually telling, like, my friends, my family, how I felt. Because I couldn't do it face to face. So I literally just sat down in front of this, I think it was my um, iPhone headphone, and I just spoke into it. And I just said this is how i feel this is what's been going on and then yeah i posted it and it just the response was just insane and then it just kind of it just carried on and then it got to a stage where i was speaking to like my like my friends i had them on the show and then some people who i felt like quite were quite inspiring and then it got to a stage then when i thought well maybe there is something here because I'm loving this. Like, I'm getting so much... It's free therapy. So, <laughs> it saved me from going on a waiting list. And two, it's saving me a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, so, yeah. and I was learning so much. Not necessarily, like... Well, I just I was learning so much in general about myself, like, the world, like, people. Like, everyone has got a story to tell. And I feel like we learn more from each other than, like, we realise we do. And yeah, it just, it just kept going. And then I kind of got like braver. I got like, my confidence was growing. I was just like, just go for it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, they the worst that. has happened <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, if anything, and I, I say this a lot and it's so cheesy. And there was one day that I will get him on the will show. you stop saying cheesy? There is someone else here, by the way. Is he always like this? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not good enough. I'm not that good. <laughs> I haven't made it. I'm no, actually no, no, lactose no. intolerant. Always. Someone who says <laughs> God, he cheese. I'm like, incredibly yeah. cheesy. Oh, it's oh, it's cheesy. Yeah. Like, I think because it, it's I'm not still cheesy. Learning. You're I'm helping still, yeah. people with what you say, so it's not cheesy. Like those cheesy lines. Like yeah. so, that one thing you said earlier was like that's pretty. It, it resonated. I understood it. Yeah. It's not cheesy. It's just that you saying things. You explain things so well 
well, thank that you. people can just go, I get it. <laughs> I get it. And it's hard to be able to have that with a lot of people. Yeah. And you clearly have it with a lot of people. Um, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. So then it goes on a roll. Where does the BBC come from? Where does the... Um, so through obviously just kind of keeping it going and just kind of getting a bit cheekier and stuff like that with it, um, signing into DMs with people, I got it got the attention of a... I don't know how much of this I can actually say because apparently I've got an NDA or something, but that that, that they're going to fucking find me now. Well, they might do. He got the attention of a doctor in New York and he's an incredible guy. His team he works with are absolute assholes. I can say that now, but at the time they were like, oh. Just don't say any names or any actual places and then the algorithms won't get me. Yes, (laughs) yes. And he was like, yep, come on the show. And then we we just... became friends and then the kind of it just kept building and then i got a job offer to like host and produce a brand new show in new york so i've gone from recording in my bedroom to literally on my iphone to then having like a like buying my first microphone off amazon to then like oh shit people are actually listening to what you're saying someone on the other side of the world is like i want you to like do this kind of work blah 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 and I took a risk and I was like, do you know what? I'm probably never going to get this opportunity again. Go for it. So then with that, it was like the whole local <laughs> local boy like speaking about mental health has landed his dream job in New York and stuff like that. And I, it was overwhelming because in a way, that's what had happened. Yeah, so that's like- when the kind of like the Telegraph got involved, like the BBC kind of caught their attention and stuff like that. And it was great it was great but in the, obviously the process of like covid and so and <laughs> at one point i felt like i was being groomed by them like this is a this is a lot <laughs> <Just> say, <laughs> but, but i feel like i need to say it because they were like more swindled t- yeah Tinder swindling, sorry. i literally when i watched that i was literally when i was watching it i literally said there's elements of this that i feel like was oh. happening to me because there was like random times when there was like Dom Perignon champagne being delivered to my door. They were kind of putting me in contact with like these people in Marbella to like put me on diets and they wanted me up at 6am in the morning training. And it's like, wow. The only time I'm up at 6am is if either I'm getting in <laughs> or I've shit the bed. There is absolutely no chance whatsoever I'm getting up at 6am to go to the gym. I'll go later on in the day, yeah, but not, not at 6am. And kind of the longer it was going on, like I got, I even got to the airport, literally I had all my documents like ready to go, all my COVID tests, all, all negative. Um, so even though you felt like you were being groomed, you still, like, still went, woo, still let's went. go. Yeah. Anything for a holiday. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't until I time kind of took that step back that I realised that at that yeah, time yeah. I was just like I was going along with it, like it was like this is an incredible opportunity. Well, you say whirlwind, just it, this yeah. whole situation is a whirlwind, and I think it's when I'm having these kind of conversations that I'm taking that step back to be like, oh shit, that, that <laughs> actually happened. Um, so yeah, I got all the way to the airport, and they were like, "Sir, you're not getting on that plane." I was like, "Right," and at that point I was just like, "Well, okay then, <laughs> bye." <laughs> So I had to ring my mate and be like, oh, can you come back and get me? And they were like, Taylor, like, you're going to be fine. Get on the plane. I was like, no, no, no. They're not letting me in to New oh. York. <laughs> so Was that to do with COVID? Or? Yeah, so there was something. Because basically I'd been working since like January. I think you can work in the US for like 90 days without needing a visa. 
but something to do with like because i've technically had been working not necessarily in america for obviously the company that i was working for um or there was a few like to be honest i can't actually remember now um but i wasn't able to travel um so yeah my friend had to come back and pick me up then i went to asda and did my weekly shop it's a so common it's occurrence yeah. when, when yeah. big things happen you just go off and do <laughs> like the smallest tasks I like go, that go to shopping centres begin with A that's how you keep yourself <laughs> humble isn't yeah. it you know talk to Ed Sheeran go <laughs> to Nando's <laughs> lose that on a dream career yeah go to but do you know what's really important with that and and there is a like a real like message here as well like it wasn't until I kind of took that step back and like well, okay well this wasn't meant to be like I'm a big believer in like what's meant to be won't pass you by Oh yeah, and I think it happens for a reason as well. Exactly, and it was one of those moments for me. Like on the back of that, afterwards, like they had every opportunity to kind of sort my visa out, like get me over there. Like there were so many different options that they could have took that were out of my control. And again, with that, like I'm a big believer in like if it's out of my control, I can't worry about it because I'm just going to waste my time. And the longer it kind of went on, I was just feeling more and more uncomfortable. Like my social skills were just going down into the grounds. Like I was spending like 12 hours a day in my bedroom, like sitting on either Zoom or having these conversations, like editing. It affected my podcast. It affected like my mental health. And considering I was going to work for a mental health professional, it wasn't looking good. And the longer it was kind of like going on, I was just like, there is something telling me not to go. Not being able to get on that flight was probably one of the best things that had happened to me because I felt so lonely at that time here. If I'd gotten over there, yes, it would have looked great for like the Instagram and stuff like that, but I think I would have been absolutely miserable. And it got to August and I was just like, you know what? I, after everything I've kind of learned through like my own kind of journey i needed to kind of put myself first and when i took a step away from that kind of dream job everything kind of picked up for the better for me the waffle shop came back with like an absolute bang and it was like like even (laughs) like even today like the guests that are like kind of being confirmed and kind of like coming to me like it it was the right thing to do and I think there's a lesson in kind of as much as you think it's probably like your world is ending at that moment in time. It's probably directing you to where you need to be. But it then goes back to that other the, the main situation to why you're doing what you're doing today is yeah. as you know now how when when a bad things happen to pick yourself back up again. Yeah. And make the better of it. Because like you say, your mom still isn't fully better but you've made the best situation. And if you can make her proud, then you've, you've not just made the best situation for yourself, you've made the best situation for her. Yeah. So then that is, that is scarred on your mind every time you now do something, every time you talk yeah. to someone, um, and every time something that gets you down, you're going to let it get you down for a bit, but then yeah. you can start to realise to bring yourself back up I think, again. To be honest, I think it's one of the biggest things that it has taught me is to trust myself it's the one thing that I never used to do I used to listen to so many of the people's opinions or like I'd, I'd take everyone else's kind of happiness before my own like I'd rather the people be happy than me be happy because it was just kind of how I was it wasn't how I was brought up but it was kind of like the situation that I fell into so it, that's the kind of mentality that I had and then like I kind of re- relate back to the situation because I was having to make a lot of difficult decisions that even like my nan, like 
she's an absolute diamond like how she just took a back seat and just let me make those kind of decisions like in regards to her daughter like her family and like stuff like that like it's it's a lot and now you have to trust yourself whether like you you, you need to like kind of like trust your gut because if it, at that time like i don't know i'm not i'm not saying this i'm not a doctor but the amount of times like doctors have said to me like if you hadn't have made that decision or if you hadn't made that call or you didn't ring the ambulance at that time my mom might not be here so whether that's that kind of situation whether it's kind of like moving to new york it's if something is telling you not to do something or whether it's like to text that person back whether it's like you know friendships whatever it is if something's telling you not to do something there's probably a reason for that and don't get me wrong I'm, there's one side of me that I'd rather regret something that I have done than what I haven't but at the same time if it's kind of if it's something's off and not quite what it needs to be there's probably for a reason for that so as much as it's probably gonna hurt like gut instinct yeah there's a reason for that and I feel like it's kind of directing you to where you need to be rather than where you want to be. Matt, you're flying on li- these. these <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting inspired here. Now I'm gonna. When you go, I'm gonna go and do some work upstairs, man. I'm getting pumped. So you get another roller coaster. You get, you, you come down from not being able to go to New York. Um, did that career carry on for a bit, or was it literally? Did they just say no? Did you say no? Did it that- was a mixture of both. So. I'm I'm very salty about this still because that was a huge part of my life that I was given up for them. Like I I was ready to kind of like I, my bags were packed. Like my whole life was in a suitcase. Like I was ready to go. I was leaving like my family home, my younger sister. Like there was so much kind of that I was letting go of that, and I'd kind of made peace with. Like I wasn't able to give my mom a hug. That's the thing. Yeah, for like your mom as well. Yeah, yeah. like for over a year that day when it was like my last visit with her before i was getting on that flight like the day before i wasn't even allowed to but i was just like i need i'm not leaving the country without giving my mom a hug and it's kind of yeah sorry to answer the question i i loved going to festivals i always like i'm always like the one to plan a festival and me and my friend were going to one and i'm normally up at the crack of dawn raring to go I had such a bad gut feeling in my stomach about the job, this, that, and the other. I didn't leave to go to this festival till about four o'clock in the afternoon. It started at like two o'clock in the afternoon. So we were already late. We already missed a few people. And I had a conversation with the guy who I was um, supposed to be working with. And I said like, something is, something's off. Something is going on. Like I'm, my gut is telling me that something's going to happen. And he was like, no, don't be silly, blah, blah, blah go away enjoy your weekend it'll be absolutely fine um and i was like okay but you know because i'd already raised concerns about like people who were listening to the podcast and it wasn't doing as well as it should have been doing considering the outreach that they had already and stuff like that so i was raising all these kind of concerns and it was kind of just falling on to kind of like um i don't know flat ears so were you already recording for this company back in the uk yeah yeah okay so there was like a whole series all kind of like all kind of out there i'm not saying the name of it because it's shit yeah um (laughs) (laughs) um and then i 
I don't even know how I woke up. It was about three o'clock in the morning on Monday morning. So literally the day we were coming home from the festival, it was really windy and my phone beeped. And I thought, oh, it'd be my mate who's in the next tent probably saying, oh, I can't sleep or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, because it was really windy, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, due to your conversation that you had with so-and-so on Friday, like this is going to be happening. Like we're terminating your um, your contract. So I was like, (laughs) not what I said, but... (laughs) nothing I can do about it now yeah, yeah, that I'm just... my tits off in a tent <laughs> literally in the middle of Leicester so I was like okay um, so then yeah I just it was just another thing that I kind of like had to deal with and it's as much as at the time like I was absolutely good because I was just like well what do I do now like everyone thinks I'm moving to New York everyone's like telling me like they're proud of me everyone says I know now I felt like the first thing I felt was embarrassed I was like the first thing was like wasn't how do you feel about this Taylor it was like what's everyone else going to think about Taylor because of this or is now I can kind of laugh it off but at the time like I was I was gutted but I feel like I've made up for it now yeah definitely <laughs> definitely so if you could explain to the viewers in whatever way you want to explain to them one word a sentence a paragraph yeah. what is the waffle shop so the waffle shop is a podcast and a little bit of a community i think now where everyone kind of just has a bit of a waffle whether it's about like mental health whether it's coping mechanisms whether it's about music even down to like the little things that wind us up because especially when i talk to these kind of like big guests like they go on these big podcasts and they talk about the same shit day in day out i want to know like what pisses them off i want to know like the stuff that we are all feeling because it's the biggest thing that has taught me the, the whole waffle shop thing is that fact that whether you're ed Sheeran, whether you're like me whether you're you like we're all feeling this regardless of your career where you are in the world whether you're male female or everything in between we're all feeling these very human emotions and it's just kind of a place to kind of just talk about it there's no kind of game there's no you know setting anyone up to fail there's no like massive exclusives it's just two people having a chat about the stuff that winds them up, the music that kind of soundtracks their journey. And yeah, I feel like it's just a real kind of like safe space for people to have a chat and listen to some incredible like inspirational stories. So it was was born out of like, not mental health, but born out of you wanting to talk about difficulties in your life. Is that, is that what it's staying at? Or is there growth? Are you taking it further? Are you... Are you staying in the realms of talking to people about hardships and trying to motivate people to get out of bad situations? I think so. I mean, there's it has opened a lot of doors. So there is a few things that are going to be switching up a little bit <laughs> in the next few months. Um, but I think it will always... That little nervous laugh is yeah. like, I'm, I'm smashing <laughs> it here, but I'm not telling anyone. Literally, a little like, <laughs> smashing yeah. it, but not telling anyone. Um, <laughs> I, I love it, though. Love it, though. Um, but yeah, no, I think it. I'd, I'd be stupid to make any kind of like major changes to it now. Like It has become such a tool for me to kind of get things off my chest to learn more importantly and just connect with people because I honestly thought I was on my own going through that whole situation with my mom I didn't allow myself to see anyone else in that kind of situation and 
the amount of people that I've kind of connected with now, like I wouldn't be sat here now having this conversation if it wasn't for the waffle shop. No. And it is, it's, I just think as much as it's done what it needs to do for me, the kind of messages and stuff that I get, like the fact that it's helped with the people, like it sounds cheesy. I'm not just saying it. it sounds I'm not cheesy. Say it. But I honestly feel like what was supposed to happen to my mum was supposed to happen for us to get to this point because I never there's one thing I never thought I'd ever hear would be like my parents be proud of me I don't have a great relationship with my dad but the fact that they're both incredibly proud of me and in that kind of sense for the first time in my life I'm actually very proud of myself for what I've managed to turn god that sounds cheesy I know how embarrassing <laughs> I'm stuck giving me like a dodgy stomach you know but from what that situation very nearly took me away what it's now given me and now given to others like around the world is insane so i feel like it's quite deep but, but you said you said that you were quite a, a shy person um before that but then you also say that you were a funny person sense of humor always making other people laugh and happy yeah. so did you did you just think you were shy or were you covering that up with the laughter and the being like would you have a center of attention was it like that type of funny like i don't think so i think i'm i'm very quick witted i think and it's just like a automatic reaction like i'm the kind of person that you don't really sh- want to sit next to like at a funeral and stuff <laughs> because i will find the funny in every kind of situation and sometimes it's inappropriate sometimes <laughs> it's appropriate um but I think what it came down to is because I didn't have a clue who Taylor was. Like, I had no idea, like, who I was, like, I did the typical going to Thailand, I went to Bali, where I was like, I'm going to find myself. Came back even more fucking confused than when I went. And it's just like, well, what do I do now? So a, la- a lady boy and was like, uh, Yeah, it's like, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do now? Um, I was like, oh, there's a drugged up tiger. Oh, okay, but this is supposed to make me feel better. Yeah. Like, no, it didn't. <laughs> Hated it. Hate every minute of it. Um... And then, yeah, and it it took until that situation where, don't get me wrong, it's come out like a huge loss. But, I mean, I say this to my mum all the time, like, she says it to me and it like it kind of winds me up, but she's like, I just want to be a mum. I just want to, you know, be that person. I was like, you don't realise how much you have given me, like, as a son, like, as much as this whole situation, but you've taught me how to be a dad. You've taught me how to run a home. Like, you've taught me that being myself can take you to some incredible places. And, yeah, so as much as she kind of feels like, yeah, she she might feel like that, but I can't even remember what the question was. Me <laughs> either. Me either, but it's fine. <laughs> what I'll say out of that is, though, is I'm glad that right at the beginning of that you said that um, the podcast allows you just to, and you've literally ended with it, be yourself yeah. and that you're not going to change it. Don't. No. And that's what I think is great about podcasting. You are not you are not told by a manager, you are not told by a director, you are not told by someone behind the camera going Yeah. You can do obviously we're having it at the moment with a big company trying to cancel someone. Um it is starting to happen yeah. uh, in podcasting. But I think that's what's great and the the thing is, you, you I keep joking about you saying cheesy and mm. da, 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 you need to have more um like talk be happy to talk about yourself, be happy yeah. to talk about your success. Um because being you is that's where it's 
where you are now is that's the reason why you're there is because you're you yeah like you're not someone else and that's what that's what it has taught me like I've, I've, I've learned so much about it but and i think there's so many different lessons that you can take from whether it's this episode whether it's like your previous episodes whether anything like as long as you've got your headphones in and like you're in like kind of a safe space like you can learn and i think we're in a real awful generation where people aren't listening to learn people are listening to respond and it's like we're in a real awful kind of state that everyone's looking for like the next quick fix and no one's willing to kind of put the work in whereas again the podcast has taught me like kind of putting that work in keeping things consistency being yourself like the doors that it opens up and it's the simplest things that you can do and kind of kind of like you can apply to your life like these kind of things that were thrown at me should have ended things and i haven't i've literally just used them as kind of stepping stones to either become who i'm supposed to be or to get me to where i need to be and yeah it's i mean i would recommend it to anyone but i feel like it's an oversaturated market and i think like you should only be listening to either coffee with sam or the wolf shop <laughs> so he wants to say just the wolf shop then didn't he and he was like oh no uh, no uh, i was just <laughs> just saying um but no i completely agree like i think just sitting down in front of a microphone and just talking about anything anything that you feel passionate about anything that you want to talk about even if it's just talking shit like it's 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 therapy because it means oh, you've got an outlet my missus is like what are you listening to when i listen to other podcasts and she's like i'm just like it, it, i get it and it's people i find funny or i yeah. just get what they're saying and she's like what are you even and i'm like it, that's me chilling out like that's me yeah going on a walk and listening to i know you said about walking but going out somewhere or just sitting and just switching off um and i hope that's what people do with my podcast with your podcast um and i started it mine was one topic yeah literally one topic to start off and then i did just literally someone phoned me to ask me a question and we spoke for an hour not recorded which is very weird these days and you go can we just can we just record that can we just record that um and i loved the conversation and it wasn't onto the topic of my podcast and i was like I think I want to just talk to anyone about anything. And I don't, and I did, I lost a lot of viewers because what I was talking about, the original topic, I was, I was involved in that industry. Yeah. Um, and now I'm talking about things that I'm not involved in. It dropped, but I enjoyed it so much more. Yeah. So much more just talking to people I've never met before and talking about their stories. Um, and that helped me learn. Like you say, if you can learn from your podcast, what you've said to me about what you've been through with your mom makes me like sometimes i'm gonna remember that and be like you know sam get over yourself man yeah, like, but, I, but i think it's really important because it's like we're, we're all going through shit like we were talking about this before like even like for like the whole kind of like dating thing like everyone is going through something whether it's kind of like big to like me like yeah like i'm talking about that kind of situation now as if it was like kind of, not nothing but like well i've kind of dealt with it now yeah so yeah it might sound like absolutely massive when i am talking about it but like it might be kind of completely like tiny to someone else, but like we are all dealing with something on different levels. People handle things in very different ways. But if you're providing someone like a safe space that they can learn and kind of like they can process it or they can relate to it, you're allowing them to feel like a little bit more human. And it's the ripple effect that I found like that podcasts have that no one really kind of talks about because whether it's you learning something, whether it's kind of then like someone recognizing like something in their own behaviors that then they're like oh actually 
you know, I'm going to go and change this or I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to try this for the first time or whatever it might be. They might then go and talk about that to someone else. And then it's that kind of like... That's the thing. I'm going to tell your story now to other people. Like, like whenever someone <laughs> says to me, like someone says like, oh, I'm going through this. And I'll be like, dude, I met someone the other week or a month or a year ago yeah. who went through this and he turned it around into something good. Yeah. Like, get over yourself. Like, I'll tell people <laughs> your story. Do you know what I mean? So, but if that effective, if I was listening, I am listening. I'm listening to the podcast, even though I'm in it. Do you know the best and bit of advice I ever got given? And it was to take the positives, no, negatives to positives. And do you know who taught me that? Pitbull. That's insane. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about that song, but when he says, like, negatives it to just, positives. Yeah, it just resonates, yeah. yeah. Always. Negative to positive. Well, he definitely turned a negative into a positive. Reply to my he? emails. He, <laughs> I, I was just about to say something bad about that. Then no, don't. <laughs> I was just about to say he turned a negative into a positive. He made a career out of. Don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare! That man is like a walking ray of sunshine. <laughs> no, he is, and he's another one of just go and be yourself, and exactly. you can make a career, or not exactly. even just a career. Forget talking about a career. Just be yourself, and life will come to you. Like exactly. and what you need to do and be in life. I think all... as long as you're putting good out there, good will come to you. And I think if you kind of keep kind of pushing that kind of message, being yourself. Like I keep saying it, but like it's it's important. Like you are here once. We are like whether you find your purpose or you don't. Like just being yourself. Like you can't be anyone else. So I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to be all inspirational and lost all trailer thought. Thanks because my stomach rumbled. <laughs> get out then. Come on, get out of here. You think I was going to feed you? I get you a bottle like, of water. What else do you expect? It's like a bar snack. Pre-podcast dinner, like Jesus. Um, <laughs> this not wasn't on my rider. <laughs> So, well, you did bring your PA with you. True, so true. Like, my PA woman. Rocks up with his PA. <laughs> Security. <laughs> I was going to say, you were you worried to come to the studio here, but you were about to get on a flight to New York with something you were worried about. I know. I know. Definitely being groomed. <laughs> Don't ever go talk about that. No, it's... Well, right, I've said you, it now. You said it now. Yeah, it's all right. It's fine. Um, it's my one listener. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you've got a live show. We keep talking about this live show, and it's probably tickling people's ears of, like, what are we talking about? Um, you can't talk about much because I know you keep saying to me I keep trying to pry and get out of you what yeah. I can about the live show but if people have enjoyed what they've listened or watched today and they want to come and see your live show what is it? What's going to happen? So I keep saying I keep classing it at, but it's labelled obviously it's a live show it's the first time I'm again getting out of my comfort zone and doing something that is scaring the shit out of me so I'm doing the live version of a, the podcast with an audience of like 100 people which <laughs> <laughs> getting nervous yeah. just yeah. saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just shit myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Sorry. It's all right. There's waterproof covers. Um, um, but basically, it's it's going to be a celebration. Like, the pandemic took my 30th birthday off me. In fact, it took two birthdays off me. Snap. So, you know, it's a chance for... It's going to be a celebration. It's the second birthday of the Waffle Shop. It's going to be like a mixture of like my kind of 30th... Um, and it's a chance to kind of meet the people that have had a, a huge part to play in my life changing. And I love kind of giving back. Like, So the guests that I've got on are people who I've had on the show that I've built up a connection with. Like they've came on, like they've told their incredible stories. And 
it's made it's changed me a little bit like holly matthews for example she's the one who gave me that advice of like if you don't ask you don't get she is like she as soon as i said i sent the voice note saying i've got this live show literally within minutes she was like a hundred percent and it's i'm i'm not gonna lie like i'm i'm a little bit worried because it's gonna be the first time ever that i'm gonna have all these kind of positive influences in my life in the same room and you know i'm throwing... just gonna break down Ellie. she's gonna no, cry i, I generally feel <laughs> like i will I, I generally feel like i will there'll be there will be tears on the night but i'm excited about it like there's gonna be live music there's a few like surprises like that i can't believe so yeah. the fact that i cannot wait to see people's kind of reaction and stuff um but yeah it's on the 5th of march on saturday um at square one in Coventry, and the money from the tickets will actually be going to my mum's place so castle frame and neurocare so there's nothing going in my pocket just all go into there because obviously the work that they do is phenomenal and i would be i wouldn't have the level of my mom back without them so that's that's kind of what it's for so it's it's, it's a celebration but at the same time that that's yeah it sounds incredible it sounds incredible <laughs> sounds like it's gonna be a good night and i think it's gonna be i know you're putting the show on but it's gonna be what you need as well um yeah for me even though i'm a nobody you need to start believing in yourself man like you're selling a show out you're selling a show out like that's incredible and we had a conversation before this didn't we and i i pitched to someone to do a because i've done i did a live podcast from here just live which is what people call live these days um i pitched to do like a a show like you're doing and kind of just left it and then as soon as i saw yours and then i said to you on when we had that conversation i was like i want to do it now I was like, I think that's incredible, and I don't. I'll oh, be I the same. That. I'll be the same as you. Like, are people going to turn up? Are they not? Um, not had the caliber of guests on that you have, but you know, <laughs> it's still get just Yet. just what you've done though, and the way you speak have made me want to go. Let's do it. Let's let's just go for it. Um, where can people get tickets? So it's food the city of culture um, website. Um, so if you go on there and just it's like on what's on to search for the waffle shop um, podcast live. And then, yeah, all the information's there, but it's it's going to be a party, and I'm very very excited. Like it's, it's yeah, even because it like you said, like it is another step out of the comfort zone. It's a just kind of, I've I'm kind of leaning into being scared now, but for the right reasons. If you're not scared, you don't care. Exactly. So, being that scared little kid has kind of turned into this top ten podcast. So if I can keep kind of pushing myself and like pushing through that fear. And I think the sky's the limit with that kind of stuff. So whether you're scared, whether like you're absolutely petrified, unless it's like jumping out of a plane or like spiders or shit like that. No, don't agree with that. But <laughs> anything else is like, you'd rather regret something that you have done than what you haven't. Cause I don't want to get to like an old man sitting in that pub saying, I wish I, wish I, I did had. this. I wish I did this. So where, so do people find, where do people find your podcast? On every platform? Yes. So Spotify, Apple, Google, all those other places. Um, yeah, to search for the Waffle Shop podcast and it should pop up. There's a few imitators out there at the moment yeah. using my kind of name. But Waffle Shop podcast. That's the one. Well, That's the one you need to be listening yeah, to. Yeah, the Waffle Shop. The Waffle Shop podcast. And it's a picture of you on the thing, isn't it? That's it's, the one. It's your picture, yeah? Imitators. Big forehead. 
I get the problem is well, I get loads <laughs> of the same name, like the coffee with whatever. And I think, well, I didn't even intend it to be anything. So when I caught with the name, I didn't. The think worst it was thing about be it, anything. one of them in particular followed me. Oh, like so, I I know what like he. It's like he knows what he's done. Oh, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not very bitter. He's, he's going to turn up at your live show with a t-shirt on. <laughs> with his logo. With same, his name. <laughs> same logo same with his face in it. <laughs> the venue next door. <laughs> well, thank you for coming for the stu- to the studio, Taylor. Um, it's uh, Hearing your story, I was re- obviously I knew what story was coming. And how you delivered it, it, it was exactly how I wanted to hear it. Um, it wasn't generic. It wasn't like yeah. oh, someone's got a bad story, I'm going to tell it. Um, it looked like it came from the heart and I hope anyone listening or viewing it can inspire them to just take a step with anything bad to take a step and just go for it even if something bad's happening that you good can come from it if you have the right switch um, so go follow him the original <laughs> the OG the Waffle Shop <laughs> podcast um, buy tickets I am going to try and get to your show there is no um, pressure. I'll, you are you are obviously in a different I'm city. I'm gonna so. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do the best to try and get there. Um, always uh, it's it's the support. It's it's support I like. Um, and I want to come and watch, man. Like, hey, it's gonna be good. You have, yeah, that's not me. Hey, you can't good. say no pressure and then look at me like that and say it's gonna be good. This <laughs> little nervous giggle of like I want to tell you everything, but I'm not gonna tell anyone anything. Um, yeah. So thank you for joining me on the coffee uh, with Sam podcast. Thanks to PA for joining us. Uh, <laughs> Um, and guys, stay stimulated, stay weird. Episode 54 of the Coffee with Sam podcast.